This is the Advocate to Autistic podcast. Well, it feels like it's been a while since I've been sat recording at the desk and it has been. Obviously, our last episodes coming to you were recorded together. So I haven't actually sat down on the microphone and put something out as an episode now for quite a while. So I'm just going to blow away the cobwebs off the mic and get myself back to a place where I think we are back and rocking and rolling. Today I wanted to kind of go through some of the comments we've had since we've last been um, recording. So what I wanted to do today was to just catch up with some of the views of people and kind of put a little bit of input into what was kind of said while while we weren't kind of recording, we weren't feeding back, we weren't coming through it. So I would like to kind of catch up with some bits and pieces that people have written in and 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 addressed to us on the social media platform. So we'll go through some bits and pieces on that. As I said, that's what I want this podcast to be. And again, we're going to talk about some topics that aren't necessarily mine uh, own experiences today. It's going to be talking about what people have gone through and obviously just offering that support. Because when we started the podcast, as I said, it wasn't just about me coming on here and telling my story and it just being my perspective. I wanted to kind of share my views, my story to then encourage others to kind of share to then help someone else as well. So we'll get to that in a little while. As usual, first, we'll go through all the ways you can get in touch with the podcast. So if it is something that you want to get in touch and talk to us about, if there's something we talk about today that you think, ah, actually, I'd really like to put my view and my my opinion into that or what happened with me or share my experience, that's what this will be for. So you can get in touch with the podcast. Also, since we've been last recording, I was also fortunate enough to be a guest on another podcast. And it was the first time I've been a guest on a podcast where I'm talking about autism so much, I suppose, from the Advocate to Autistic podcast time. So I have I have been on podcasts since my diagnosis and I have talked about it as part of Inside the Orange, as I to say, bits and pieces I was talking about through my challenge I was doing this year, which again, I'll come to and talk about that in a bit more detail later on, um, as I currently am supporting the Anna Kennedy Online Autism Charity as a, as a charity champion. I've talked about autism as a diagnosis in the past from, from my perspective, but this was the first time and it was the, um, it was the inside the Asperger studio podcast. Um, uh, an American guy called Reed miles who reached out to me via social media and said, do you want to come and talk about your new podcast on my podcast? And we had a great chat. So I asked you go and find, um, where you enjoy your podcasts, go and have a little listen to my guest spot on, on Reed's podcast, the inside the Asperger studio podcast. If I've been clever enough and remembered, I'll also try and get it in the show notes and description of today's show um, so you can go and find it. So there'll be there may be a link to it in the show if I've remembered. <laughs> I'm sure I will. But that's that's editor rich. That isn't presenter rich. So I uh, have to make sure that I do go back and go, oh, yes, make a note of that. Put that in there. But um, yeah, so it's fantastic. I'm, I'm very, very grateful that Reed asked me to go on his show. 
And not only that, Reed is also going to come and talk about his experiences on this podcast. So Reed will be a guest. I am going to start opening up to guests because I think it's important that it's not just my voice you hear, you hear other people. Um, but as we were building up, that's why it did start with just myself. But I want to share stories and that is going to be other people's voices and other people coming in rather than just the social media channels, which again, aren't going to go anywhere. We're still going to use those, but it also gives us an opportunity to talk to people on the microphone, face to face or remotely, I suppose, in this digital world, but talking to people about their experiences and, and, and hearing them on this podcast. So the most important part of the show for you guys to get involved is how do you do it? So we have got our Instagram, Twitter page and our email address. So that is advocate to autistic on Instagram and Twitter and advocate to autistic at gmail.com. You can also email inside this orange at gmail.com and you can use our inside the origin social media pages such as inside the orange on Instagram and threads at orange Watts on Twitter and also the inside the orange podcast Facebook page. All these ways of getting in touch will also be available in the show notes and description. So the last three weeks, we've had episodes go out with listener questions that we haven't actually responded to yet or gone through on the show. And I think that's a really good part of the show. And I think that's what keeps people entertained and listening is when you feel that you're a part of this show. So what I want to do today is go through the responses we've had. We've done three different questions. We've had responses to each one. So I've just picked a few bits out that I can use from various platforms that I would like to use to, to discuss today. So I'd like to thank every person that has written in and put some views in, shared, liked, however you've kind of interacted with the posts that we've shared. Thank you so much. It is so important that we see this engagement and obviously we want to make sure we're talking about it. So I think we go back to the first one, which um, a few weeks back, we asked the question, what has changed about you since your diagnosis? And we've had um, a frequent listener respond and get in touch on the social media page pages, um, Gala Rama, who has said, I think about this a lot. I understand myself better, so I don't minimise the moments that build up to maximum crash time. I don't feel like a failure for not doing well in certain situations, and I'm very, very proud of how far I have come despite the obstacles. And she went on to say as well, I realised why alcohol and drugs were, were so bad for me, as I unmasked in very vulnerable situations. Not great. Now, first and foremost, I think that's such an honest kind of feedback and an and open an honest way of, of going through that. And I appreciate you sharing that. I, I kind of wanted to go through first and say that understanding yourself better. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the goal, isn't it? I think as someone who's had a retrospective diagnosis, that is why I wanted a diagnosis because it was about understanding myself better. And it is so important because I think there's the moments where I think to myself, and I, I talk about this a lot now, but I'm I'm not kind of explaining Galarama's situation, but obviously what she's kind of shared with me or with the, with the show, I kind of want to build up around that. But I'm going to kind of link it back to where I've kind of felt as well, so to, to kind of understand that. 
minimising the moments that build up to maximum crash time. So those times where actually there are certain things that I don't like doing. There's certain things I don't like wearing. There's things that cause me a sensory overload. There's things that make me not very comfortable. Even so to the points of, of the time where I've suffered massive overwhelm myself. Um, potentially, again, I'm, I'm, I'm reading between the lines, but obviously I'm thinking this is what we mean with the things like maximum crash time, that time where things come to a head. And I think it's, for, for me personally, I think it's been it's quite good to be able to talk about things. So again, for years and years and years before my diagnosis, you know, to, to tell people outside my family about not wanting to see shirt buttons, not wanting to see a loose shirt button, not having anything like that, you know, in my visual sight. When you say that out loud and how I felt it was, this is going to sound so weird. Like, what, you know, you can't tell people that. However, over the years from my, well, since the diagnosis, I'm now more comfortable to talk about it. I'd actually rather say to someone, do you know what, actually, I don't like, I can't wear that, I can't see that, and I can't do that, because actually it's not going to make me feel very good about myself. Much as the same that if I put you in this situation with something that makes you not feel well. And again, apologies if this sometimes comes across as a bit of an ableist approach, but... Again, when you're doing something along these lines, I'm I'm trying to educate. And again, I I suppose for a long time, not being an advocate rather than understanding my own autism, I had to put on the idea of, oh, how do I make this person understand? And I'm still in that camp. I still want to make other people understand. And I still want to make people aware rather than st- stand there and kind of bamboozle anyone with, with you know, or, or, or kind of, make them not want to see where I'm coming from. So I think for me, understanding that area was something that really helped me with that. And again, going on, uh, Galarama talks about uh, how far they have come despite obstacles. And that's absolutely, you know, something we really need to make sure, you know, where where, where we are living in this world, you know, I'm happily married, I've got a job, I'm able to do, everything you know I'm, a, I'm an independent person I'm you know I, there's a lot of things I can do and if I go back to when I was at school and things that seemed really difficult and then getting a bit older and 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 a lot of barriers in my world people not understanding me and people thinking I was very strange or you know however that looked you know these obstacles you've come you know look people not thinking well he's not the right fit you know he's a little bit he's different, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's happened to me, but I love the fact of where I am in this world today. And yeah, there's been obstacles uh, as well, but we are proud for where we come. So again, thank you so much for sharing. And I just want to finish with the, with the alcohol and drugs. Obviously it was something for myself. I, again, I, again, I'm not, I'm not taking this person's situation talking about, it. I'm just trying to relate to it. I haven't got another voice to have this conversation with. So I'm kind of, contextualizing this in my own mind's eye, I suppose. Um, but alcohol was something really, really big for me during the beginning of my unmasking, I suppose, my, my kind of, my shutdown that happened around 2018. Diagnosed as obviously depression, put on medication for it, but obviously you do drink with it. And it, it, there's things where, you know, you are told don't drink with this kind of medications, but as you're trying to unmask, you do sometimes need that you know that 
something that just helps you. And again, unfortunately, the things that look like help with with alcohol. Again, I'm not talking for this from a drugs perspective. Um, I can't. I can't kind of talk about that. I've not ever had drugs in my life, but I. I do, I think it's really, really important that we, we sometimes, we mask with other things and that, you know, alcohol is such a good thing to mask. Alcohol masks a lot of things, but it's only a very, very temporary fix. So it's been good. But again, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, it is such an honest and powerful thought that you've just put onto onto the Instagram that we, we got this from. Um, and yeah, I'm so grateful that you shared that because I think, again, I'm, I'm contextualizing it in my own understanding and in my own mind here today, but I think there'll be people listening going up, you know, I, I feel the same and I can appreciate that and I can understand that there might even be people who are currently in the process of masking still or unmasking and using drugs and alcohol to, to do that. You know, we're, we're all, we're all potentially having similar, similar journeys, but we're all might be facing things at very different times. And we are still getting having similar, but not the same journeys. We're still having, there'll be differences for every single person, but I want us to focus sometimes on these similarities and think actually, how can your message help someone else? So thank you so much for sharing. That's, that's so detailed. Thank you so much. Um, then we did a, how did you find school? So I did an episode about school, about personality clashes, work reports, behavior reports, uh, everything under the sun at school of why I wasn't the model student, I suppose. I've had some comments back. So um, ALN Reform Wales have said it's a great topic. Now, um, without misquoting or misrepresenting what they're talking about, obviously the ALN Reform looking at how additional learning needs are are, are dealt with in school. Um, obviously, this is from the team that are going to be protesting in Wales. Um, again, peaceful protests. I've, I've seen, I follow their Instagram story. But it just goes to show that I shared a story from school 30 years ago and we still need to make sure we're moving forward. We still need to make some changes to help the children that are the current generation going through schooling, help them achieve a better tomorrow. So um, thank you so much for even just those two words. Great topic. It is a, such an interesting one. And I want to wish you guys all the best with what you're setting out to achieve because I think you're you're banging the drum as the next generation of advocates. Again, some, some of the people on ALN reform i'm sure are, are, are autistic people as well but trying to support the next generation uh, of, of autistic children to to help them achieve and strive in life so uh, thrive in life sorry so thank you so much um urban angel i think it's five ones that followed put um that she's now in her 40s or they're in their 40s sorry um and don't think it's important to be diagnosed um but did notice at school that they were taller than everyone else which was weird but um Again, everyone to their own story. Again, this isn't just about confirmed diagnosed people. This is people that may think they do or do fit the, the diagnosis for autism. Again, each to their own. I, I decided to get a, a diagnosis in my 30s. I'm not saying that everyone has to follow the same suit, but of course, however this finds you, um, I'm more than interested in your story. And and again, I'd be interested to know but why you don't feel it's important to be diagnosed in your 40s if, if that's not unfair to us. So, again, thanks for sharing. And the last one we did was, do you feel comfortable stimming in public? So I actually had some feedback um, from my mum about this. She said, I didn't know what stimming was. And I love the open and honesty about that because, like I said, when I've watched videos back now as someone who understands autism, I can see myself clearly stimming. 
But she wasn't aware that was the phrase. She wasn't aware that was the terminology. And um, she said she took a lot away from that episode and understood a little bit more about it from that terminology. Uh, so, yeah, again, you know, this is why we talk about it, because we want to... We want to help people no matter where they are and who their loved ones are. Maybe we just need to talk about it more. And again, that was my mum was saying to me, actually, I didn't really know about it. So it's it's quite good that it's even she, not, uh, she is on social media, but she didn't contact me through social media to tell me that she was able to give me a phone call. But it's really interesting. Um, but again, I'm going back to Kalorama. She's she's so active on the on the Instagram and the social media. It's fantastic and really, really open and honest with us. Um so for stimming, she said, and a very uh, this is this is a really good point, and I think I wonder where people's thoughts and views and opinions are on this. But she said, I have come to realise that constantly playing with my phone is my adult stim. Um, she goes on to say, I try not to rock in public, but twiddling hair is allowed. So that's awesome from that point. But yeah, how much do you think that phones have? kind of took away, not took away stimming, but we we probably do actively stim on our phones. I suppose that regulation is is there, but maybe through clicks and things on social media platforms or, you know, certain certain bits and pieces we have, you know, on the phones, you know, even repetitive game things like um like Candy Crush or something, just having that kind of movement. I don't know. It's it's interesting, but it's in, you know, a really, really good point in this current digital age as I keep referring to in this episode I sound so old I'm <laughs> I promise I'm not that old I am okay with digital things um but it's it's really interesting that yeah maybe we do maybe phones have become a little bit of a um a thing that we we stim on it's really really interesting but we're gonna we, as I said we're gonna keep going with these questions they're only a handful and for that we've even managed to get this episode towards the 20 minute mark i mean just talking about three topics that we've brought up in the last three weeks while we haven't been on air um and it, it's important that we we talk about these things and we get people's views and opinions so thank you so much for everyone who does continue to do it we are building we are growing there's more and more people coming and talking to us via the social media platforms there's some lovely messages we do get of support across social media and um, from our facebook and and, and bits and pieces like that. So it is something we are going to continue to strive with and continue to go forward. Again, we want some guests to come on and talk on the microphone. That's an absolute given, but we do not want to lose this social media. We want people's views because even as I say today, we've just spent a couple of minutes today talking about people's experiences. And as, as I say, for people I've never met, I can relate to what they're saying and understand where they're going. So it's been quite nice to see that and to kind of, to, to socialise with people who are in a similar boat to me. So just to give you a bit of support and guidance again to get in touch with the podcast, please um, get in touch via our social medias, which is Advocate to Autistic on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, um, Advocate to Autistic at gmail.com, or you can go via Inside the Orange. You can go for Inside the Orange on Instagram, Orange Watts on Twitter, and we've got the Inside the Orange podcast Facebook page. And you can contact me at insidethisorange at gmail.com. Again, all the links will be in the show notes and description. What I would like to ask today is the, the listener question. We said last time that it's going to be a listener slash an advocate and an, and an autistic question. So people can talk about loved ones or they can talk about from their own experiences, depending what it is. So the question I'm going to ask today are, 
for people, uh, autistic people, I'd like to know how you know you're at a point where you need to ask for help and do you ask for help? Do you find it easy to ask for help? And for the advocates of autistic people, I'd like to know what kind of obstacles do you feel that you need to help with straight away and how and what do you feel sometimes you feel maybe you need to sit back and support rather than fix a problem for, for someone on the autistic community? I'd love to know that, as I say, from your loved ones, if it's something so... Do you feel that there are obstacles in a way that you want people to kind of learn and go through? But when do you make that decision that actually it's something you can get involved with and and support them through? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know your kind of views on that. Um, So, yeah. So thank you. Um, So, yeah, to get in touch, obviously follow the show notes and description. For today's episode, though, it is a bit of a shorter one today. But again, we just wanted to kind of have a re-catch up following the time away and we hadn't kind of covered listeners questions so thank you so much for people getting in touch and again we will be back next week with another episode but for today um thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week goodbye and take care (laughs) 